0: 2024 calendar that Ben Charrington ordered through Amazon finally made it to his doorstep. And you know what it said on the cover? Year five. Good morning to you. I'm of DK Pittsburgh Sports, and this is Daily Shot of Pirates. It comes your way bright and early every weekday if you're in into... Football and or hockey, I also offer daily shots of Steelers and Penguins where you found this. Pirates 3, Yankees 2, really good ball game in general. Over at PNC Park yesterday, they did the opener bulk thing, whatever, and it mostly worked out. Colin Selby pitched well. Andre Jackson did what he usually does, which is he looks dominant first time through the order, and then not so much after that. Big hits in the form of a solo home run from Miguel Andujar. Way up high off the right field. Foul pole, going the other way. Not at all a common stroke. And a couple of doubles by Jared Triolo and Jason DeLay got the Pirates the tie-breaking and eventual winning run in the seventh inning. David Badnar was just a dominant save. Don't. Don't be that fan who takes Bednar for granted. What he did there in the ninth, coming out, just throwing 98 right by people, right through bats is, it's special. It's special. Don't be that fan who only remembers closers for their blown saves. Amazingly, the most interesting stuff on the day regarding this franchise, wasn't at all them beating the Yankees. It was before the game, Ben Charrington on his weekly radio show said things that he's never said before. I don't know that he's ever thought them before, but he did both of those things. On this day, when he was asked by -by play-by-play man Joe Block, to discuss his outlook for the 2024 season. Now, I got to tell you, as somebody who's asked Charrington this question in multiple different ways and heard many other people ask him the same question in multiple ways, I've never heard an answer until this. And for whatever reason, this came from Charrington's mouth. I quote directly, we're very optimistic. In the direction we're going, we believe that if we do our jobs well enough, and by we, I mean literally all of us, starting with myself down to every member of our staff, our players, we all have a job to do to help us get better and get into the position that you're talking about. And again, this is referencing block talking about playoffs, about, you know, being an actual contender. Not just the position you're talking about, but frankly, beyond that position. We want to win more than 84 games. That's what we're building toward. I believe if we all do our jobs, we can build toward that and be competitive next year. But talk's cheap. We have to go do it. We have to do the stuff that will add up to those wins. Okay. (laughs) Ending quote. I have no idea who that was. Who possessed him? and what their motive might have been for taking over his body. But it happened. It's confirmed. Several sources will attest that that was actually Charrington on that show saying that stuff. Now, he says talk's cheap, and he's right. But even the talk wasn't coming before this. There'd been... No semblance of anyone at any level of the organization applying any sort of urgency toward any season, never mind the one that comes after this. Now, yeah, of course, it is going to be year five. That's real. It is going to be a year in which I wouldn't say all of the Pirates' top talents, meaning all of their top potential guys, will be around, but they'll be intersecting before long. If you're talking about Paul Skeens, you're talking about being cheap and keeping him in the minors for a couple of months for the Super 2 arbitration, but he'll be here. If you're talking about Jared Jones, who's been their most exciting young pitcher in the organization, you're probably talking about the same timeline. If you're talking about Termar Johnson, eh, you know, you're you're probably not looking at 2024, certainly not the beginning of 2024, considering he's Only made it a couple of rungs up the ladder, but you're running out of rope. I've been saying this for a while, but me saying it doesn't mean a thing. Him, Charrington, or one of them, somebody over his head saying it, that comes with some weight. That comes with a pull that extends all the way through the system. If you listen carefully to that quote and I'm pretty sure I've done it only about a 100 times now. He makes reference to everybody, top to bottom. Everyone on his staff, everyone on Derek Shelton's staff, everyone who's a player, who's a coach, who's an instructor, who's a whatever. They're on notice. And you can roll your eyes at that if you want. Because, one more time, talk is cheap. And the only thing cheaper than talk, generally speaking, is the pirates. And they're going to have to back this up now. They're going to have to do something to make this happen, or at least attempt to make this happen. Reasonably, honestly attempt to make this happen. That's going to cost money. That's going to cost moving some assets out that you might not normally even consider moving out. But if you never say it, if you never even acknowledge it, then there's nothing really to hold against you in that context, except that, you know, someone like me will whine and moan about year five or year four or whatever it is. That's not accountability. I don't represent accountability. You in the stands Booing them represent accountability within volume. But since there's never really that much volume, even that doesn't apply. This is that. This is Charrington saying, we need to get this done. We need to get moving here. And that starts with me in the off season." I need to get players, I need to get a first baseman, I need to get a right fielder, I need to figure out what the heck we're gonna do with Henry Davis, I need to sort out who could possibly be healthy and available on his pitching staff. I need to consider all options, including, including doing things that really break from the script of the first four years. Uplifting stuff, no sarcasm here. Uplifting stuff. Today's J1Q comes from Ethan, who says, hey, DK, if I remember correctly, at the beginning of the year, you mentioned on this show that it's difficult to have a double-digit jump in wins, and the Pirates are now two games away from doing exactly that. Do you think that we should expect just as much, if not more, of a jump going into 2024, Ethan's... Question is based, of course, on the pirates now being 70 and 80, which doesn't sound great, (laughs) except when you're talking about the pirates. And even then, I don't see it as great. I'm not going to be one of those people who falls in line with what feels now like the prevailing thinking that, yeah, they really showed some improvement. I'm sorry. I was here for April. I'm not discounting April any more than I'm discounting May or June or any other month. When I see a team doing what this team was doing in April, and it goes on for a full month, and it doesn't feel fluky in the slightest, and even the advanced, inner, deeper, peel-everything-off stats don't expose it to be fluky. I'm not okay with just kind of sitting around while it all falls apart. However, however, a season is based on 162-game performance. And this team will, in fact, end up with a double-digit improvement in the W column. Yay for them. I'm still not changing the calendar. I'm still not changing what year it'll be next year of this front office's tenure. And I'm not going to accede to their slow motion process and say, yeah, it's okay for them to just win another 10 games or another 12 games. In the fifth year, I think it is beyond reasonable to expect that your team is contending for the playoffs. And that goes double when your best hitter remains someone who was acquired by the previous front office, that, of course, being Brian Reynolds, when your best pitcher remains someone who was acquired by the previous front office, that, of course, being Mitch Keller. That's quite the head start. That's That's something that most teams don't have with a rebuild. Those are the players that they'll actually send out to try to uh, facilitate or even just accelerate the rebuild. I'm glad they didn't. Don't get me wrong. I'm glad Charrington hung on to enough of Neil Huntington's players. But it remains true that those are still your two best guys. Even though you've brought in a lot of prospects, you've done it through trades, you've done it through very high, number one overall draft picks. So yeah, when I think of year five, I think of just flat out contending. Look at the Brewers. Just do that. Brewers are the class of the National League Central. They weren't that the whole year, were they? They were up there, but they were just kind of swimming along. Remember, it felt like almost three or four weeks when the Pirates were just, just nosediving from the top of the division. And the Brewers were just nosediving right with them. Couldn't make anything happen. Couldn't hit. They didn't really have all of their pitching available to them. Brandon Woodruff was hurt. But they were just, same thing. It was a dual free fall. Don't don't give me win totals. Give me what it takes to be better than Milwaukee in 2024. Give me what it takes to be better than the Cubs, to be better than the Reds. Don't give me win totals. I don't want to hear about if they go from 60 to 70 or 70 to 80 or whatever it is. You got to do whatever you got to do to either win the division or get in the playoffs. That's it. If that's a lower number than what most people expect, awesome. If it's a higher number, more awesome. But it ultimately doesn't matter. It's about competing and contending to enter the tournament. So the goal shouldn't be anything at all related to a number or a win total. The goal should be, plain and simple, Get in the playoffs. Get in the playoffs. I appreciate the question. I appreciate everyone listening to Daily Shot of Pirates. Going to do another one of these tomorrow.